One ball and no strikes. Pitch all the way. There's a shot to Dansby. He slides to it. He's got it. Throws over. There is a new champion of the National League, and it is the Atlanta Braves. They have won the 2021 National League pennant, and the Atlanta Braves are going to the World Series. Hello and welcome to a celebratory episode of the Atlanta Man Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode, we'll be discussing the Atlanta Braves as they head to the World Series for the first time since 1999 as they defeat the Los Angeles Dodgers in six games in the NLCS So we will talk about the series that was, and we will also look ahead to the Fall Classic against the Houston Astros, and we'll also discuss just kind of the big picture of this season, and just uh, reflecting on the hard times that this team went through, and just just really talk about how crazy and unbelievable that it is that they're in the position that they are in right now. But first, we're going to briefly talk about um, games three through five. All the games in Los Angeles, um, we left off last week discussing games one and two, and at the time the Braves were up 2-0, so we will breeze by games three, three, three through five that uh, took place at Dodger Stadium. Uh, game three, the Braves lost. Um, no one wants to hear this. It was probably the most heartbreaking loss of the whole series. Not probably. It was. Um, Cody Bellinger had the big through on Homer. Mookie Betts with the double give the lead. The Braves led 5-2. to two. Yada, yada, yada. Move on. Game four. The Braves blew out the Dodgers 9-2. to two. Eddie Rosario with two ding-dongs. And, yeah, not, not, not much uh, to say about this one. Just a blowout. Very similar to game five, which is also a blowout. Max Fried had a terrible start. Chris Taylor hit three homers. A.J. Pollock hit two homers. And yeah, Braves got smoked 11 to 2, and we head back to Atlanta for game number six. And this is the one we'll get kind of deep into the weeds here with this one of, of the clincher that sent the Braves to the World Series. So before the game even started, the night before actually, um, the Dodgers announced that Max Scherzer, who's supposed to start this game, got scratched due to arm fatigue. So no Scherzer. It will, be, it will be Walker Bueller on short rest, just three days rest for Bueller against Ian Anderson of the Braves. And we'll start this thing off in the first. Austin Riley got the scoring started with an RBI double to score Ozzy, who doubled in the at-bat before. Um, Dodgers would tie it up in the fourth, though, and a Cody Bellinger dribbler through the shift, or the lack of, or, yeah, against the shift to make it one-to-one, and then in the bottom of the fourth, Eddie Rosario hits a three-run homer to make it four-to-one. The Dodgers will get one back in the seventh to make it four-to-two, but the Braves had the fortitude to win this game four-to-two. So that's just a brief scoring recap of what happened in this one. So we will get into all the decisions and um, all the big plays that made this game uh, the clincher for the Braves. So... Yeah, we'll start off um, in the first inning. Um, Ian Anderson had a 1-2-3 inning, struck out Trey Turner to end it. And then uh, in the bottom of the first, Eddie Rosario had a hard hit single uh, to lead off the inning. But Freddie Freeman immediately grounds into a 106-mile-an-hour double play, which is just very unfortunate. But Ozzie Albies rockets one off of the bricks in right center. And then Austin Riley right after... Um, I was actually at this game, and he had it right in front of us where our seats were. A ground rule double 
to make it one to nothing. So that was the first. Then um, Ian in the second goes one, two, three again when the Dodgers. Nothing going on in the bottom of the second for the Braves. Top of the third is where Ian got into a little bit of trouble. AJ Pollock led off with a double. Um, then Mookie Betts grounds out to end the inning. So no trouble in the third after the double by Pollock. Nothing doing for the Braves in the bottom of the third. And then the top of the fourth is where Ian surrendered his first run. Um, he got Corey Seager to fly out to start the inning, but then Trey Turner walks, a Will Smith single. Uh, again, Chris Taylor strikes out, but with two outs, Cody Bellinger hits a little ground ball um, into left field to tie the game at one. So we'll move on to the bottom of the fourth, and this was the big inning of the game, obviously, for the Braves. And probably the biggest decision of the game for Atlanta, too. So, Jock Peterson started the inning by striking out. Then Dansby flew out to center. And then, with two outs, Travis Darno draws a walk, which at the time did not seem very important. But looking back on it, it is an absolutely massive play in the game. Um, and then Brian Snicker pulls Ian Anderson um, after just four innings for a pinch hitter that is Erle Adrianza. A bit of an interesting decision at the time. Um, Ian did not look his sharpest after the third and fourth innings of this game. So, I um, mean, maybe he foresaw something. It would have been um, top of the order due up for the um, Dodgers after their pitcher spot to start the next inning. So maybe they didn't want him to see the Dodgers uh, for the third time in this one, which might have been the case. He might have been in this game anyway, but he was in the on-deck circle. Um, after Darno walked, so I guess he would have pitched probably. But they decide to go Adrianza, and he comes through with a broken bat double down the right field line. They had to hold Darno at third because he is not very fast. So it's second and third, two outs, and here goes that man, Eddie Rosario, Ed, Ed, and Eddie into the chop house, an absolute rocket, and that made it four to one in a hurry. Um, Freddie Freeman would walk right after him. And then Ozzy Albi struck out, but the Braves had a four to one lead in this one, and uh, yeah, just an absolutely massive um, home run for Eddie, and just kind of the cherry on top of his NLCS performance. He was awesome in this game. Uh, move on to the fifth. They bring in AJ Minter uh, to replace Ian Anderson, and he was nailed. Struck out Albert Pujols, got Andy Burns to ground out, then struck out Mookie Betts. Uh, bottom of the fifth, nothing new for the Braves. Um, no run scored there. And then the top of the sixth, AJ comes back out, punches out Seager, gets Turner to ground out, and then strikes out Will Smith. And for those of you uh, tracking at home, two innings pitched, four punchies for AJ. Just an absolute brilliant two-inning performance out of the bullpen. Uh, bottom of the sixth, Braves do get like a, a mini rally going. And this one uh, with two outs, not even a mini rally, a, a full-blown rally. Um, they get they they give up the first two outs pretty easily. Darno strikes out, then Camargo um, flies out after his pinch hit um, appearance. Then they bring in Alex Vesia to replace Brewstar Gratterall, who got the first two outs because they did not want Brewstar to face Eddie. They wanted a lefty lefty matchup, and he walks Eddie, and then he walks Freddie, and then he walks Ozzy. So Vesia comes in, walks every battery faces, and is immediately pulled for Blake Trinan, and Trinan punches out Riley on a ball that was kind of outside, struck him out looking. And, um, yeah, it was kind of off the play. Not sure if it was a strike or not. Uh, the inning before, AJ mentioned through the same exact pitch. I went back and looked at this, and 
it wasn't called a strike for him. Um, didn't end up mattering, but in the moment, um, I was at the game, so I couldn't really tell the balls and strikes all that well. So I just kind of had to see what people like on Twitter were saying about it, if they were um, upset, and they were pretty upset about that one, uh, more than any other call in the game, really, because it was bases loaded. But um, anyway, we'll move on to the top of the seventh. This is where things get really hairy for the Braves. They bring in Luke Jackson, um, his first appearance since giving up that three-run homer to Cody Bellinger in Game 3 that gave up the lead for the Braves. And um, I think I'm going to plug it. <laughs> There's a pretty hilarious um, audio clip. Um, I'll plug it in after I discuss the his outing. Um, but we'll discuss his outing first. Gives up a double to Chris Taylor. Complete off the inning. Then he walks Cody Bellinger on four pitches. Then A.J. Pollock um, kind of gets jammed and hits a double down the line that scores Taylor and sends Bellinger to third. And that is it for Luke. And uh, you can take it away, Luke. What do you have to say about your performance tonight? The Dodgers for three years now have just absolutely owned me. And they're my daddy. And I, somehow I need to figure that out. I don't know what it is. Thank you, Luke, for uh, sharing that. We'll move on now. They bring in Tyler Matzik uh, to try to get out of this jam. Second and third. Nobody out. Albert Pujols to do up. Strikes out swinging. They bring in Steven Souza to pinch hit called out on strikes and then Mookie Betts can he come through to make this a ball game here in the seventh struck him out Tyler Matzik goes one two three strikes out the side on with second and third nobody out and we move on to the bottom of the seventh Braves still lead four to two after that one uh, bottom of the seventh things actually got a bit interesting in this one um Adam Duvall struck out the lead off the inning. Um, Jock flew out, and then Dansby singled. And that brought up Darno, who was the eighth-place hitter. And so that left the pitcher spot on deck, and they had Jorge Soler ready to go on deck. And the Braves really didn't have a pitcher to go to after Matzik because um, they just had no one to trust that they were going to pinch hit. It was kind of Matzik or bust in the eighth inning. But uh, thankfully, Darno struck out, so they um would, they, they didn't have to take out Matzik, which I just thought I just um honestly would have let Matzik hit, but it looked like Snicker was going to let Solaire hit right there, and um would have had to take out Matzik, and I think it would have been Jesse Chavez pitching the eighth. But Darno strikes out, Matzik gets to stay in the game, and um, guess what he does? Strikes out Seager, starts the inning, and then Trey Turner, Will Smith, you know, well you know what? I'm not going to strike out because that's that's foolish, that's embarrassing. I'm not going to strike out. So I'm just going to swing at a pitch and hit it straight into the ground to Austin Riley. They both did that. Two ground outs to Riley, inning over. Tyler Matzik, two innings pitched, four punchies, just like A.J. Minter. God, those two are so damn good. Move on to the bottom of the eighth. Jorge Soler gets that pinch hit appearance that uh, he was about to get the last inning to lead off the inning. And he works an incredible at-bat to get a hustle double um, to start the inning. They bring in Heredia to pinch run for him, and then that brings up Eddie Rosario, and he absolutely mashes one into the deepest part of the ballpark, but Cody Bellinger runs it down. This ball is actually hit further than his home run ball, which is just kind of funny, but um, yeah, he absolutely crushed it, <laughs> but um, that did move the run to third, but then they intentionally walk Freddie. Ozzie strikes out, swinging on a pretty brutal at bat, and then Austin Riley strikes out too. So the Dodgers hold the score at four to two, and that set the state sets the stage for Big Will, Big Will Smith on to close out the NLCS. He's been giving us heart attacks all season. 
Will it continue tonight? Absolutely not. Strikes out Chris Taylor swinging. Strikes out Bellinger. Then AJ Pollock says, I'm not going to strike out. That's just kind of stupid. I'm just going to ground down instead. Less embarrassing. Grounds out to Dansby. He makes a fantastic play. Fires to Freddie Freeman. And the Braves win the pennant for the first time since 1999. 1999, the last time the Braves were in the World Series, that team included likes of Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox, all them guys. Um, I'm about to pull up their roster right now. Just to, just to read off some of these names of the last time this team was in the World Series. It's absolutely incredible that this is how long ago it was. So the 1999 Atlanta Braves featured the MVP of the National League, Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, like I said before, um, Ryan Klesko was the first baseman, Eddie Perez was the NLCS MVP in that um, NLCS that sent them to the World Series, he was the backup catcher for Javi Lopez, they had Ozzie Guillen on the team, um, Brian Jordan was the right fielder, two-sport man, Walt Weiss was the shortstop, Brett Boone played second base, um, pitching staff was Glavin, Kevin Millwood, Maddox, Smoltz, uh, they had John Rocker in the pen. Um, yeah, that's how long ago it was. That team won 103 games, and then they went and got swept by the Yankees. And that was the last time the Braves were in the World Series until right now. They are back after 22 years, and they will face the Houston Astros in the Fall Classic. Um, yeah, very excited for it. Still really has it fully set in. Um, I'm recording this on Monday. The game is tomorrow on Tuesday, and um, I I still like uh, it's just so, it's just so um, yeah. I'm, I'm still it still really hasn't sunk in. Like I keep seeing all the stuff that the Braves won the World Series, and it's still it's not gonna sink in really till like the it comes the pregame show starts tomorrow. Like they start to show Minute Maid Park and all the fans in and the Braves out on the field warming up. I don't think it's going to sink in that they're in the World Series until like I see them on the field in the World Series. It is just absolutely unbelievable that this Braves team is in the World Series. Um, out of all the teams that they've had since they've returned to form in 2018, it is awesome and also kind of hilarious that this is the one that that uh, broke through and made it. It, it is no Ronald Acuna who, you know, this Braves team did not start being good again until Ronald Acuna showed up. I'm not saying that's all because of Acuna, but he is a massive part of why this Braves team became competitive again. Um, and he is not here. He hasn't been here since July. Um, and this team just, like, it, it's an unbelievable. And then that's not even to mention Mike Soroka, who was the team's ace in 2019, and the team's ace going into 2020, and who's expected to be back this year, but he retore his Achilles. Just absolutely unbelievable, unbelievably brutal. Um, and then they lost Marcelo Zuna. I mean, I know everybody's heard this a million times, but like if you told me on, on opening day that Ronald Acuna, Marcelo Zuna, and Mike Soroka are barely going to play, I mean, Acuna played half the year, Ozuna played like a quarter of the season and was god-awful when he did play. And Mike Soroka doesn't throw one pitch. This team is in the World Series. I would not believe you for a second. I would have said you're crazy. But here they are. They're in the World Series. And it's all because of real. I mean, really, Ed, I mean, it's not all because of Eddie Rosario, but that dude, that dude is unconscious right now. 
he is unbelievable. Every ball that he's putting in play is just absolutely torched. He is not missing anything. He is so locked in right now, and he is uh, more than deserving of this NLCS MVP. Going to go through his numbers right now. He did set the Braves' all-time record for most hits in a series. That is insane. Of all of the players that have came through this franchise, he is the one <laughs> that has the record now. I mean, between Hank Aaron, Shipper Jones, Andrew Jones, Freddie Freeman, all these guys, Dale Murray, like all everyone that's been on this team, that he is the one that has the all-time record for most hits in a series. We'll go through his numbers right now. 14 hits. That is the record. He went 14 for 25 in this series. 14 for 25. Drew three walks. And here is his slash line. A 560 batting average. A 607 on base percentage. A 1 dot 040 slugging. And that is good for a 1 dot 647 OPS. He hit three homers, he had nine RBIs, he had a double, he had a triple, he scored six times. Um, did he steal a base? Yeah, he stole a base. He stole a base too. I mean, Jesus Christ, this dude is unbelievable. He added the Braves' probability of winning the World Series by 18.8% in this series. 18.8% better chance that the Braves win the World Series just because what Eddie Rosario did in this series. That is unbelievable. Build the statue. Put him right next to Bobby Cox. I don't care where you put him. It's got to be outside Truist Park. It is unbelievable how good he was this series. And he, I mean, the, I don't think the Braves win the series without him. I really don't. He is unbelievable. Um, and that's not even to mention the other guys that were great in the series too. Freddie Freeman, after starting the series off 0 for 8 with 7 strikeouts, Ended up having a really good series. He had three homers in the series. He was great. Um, Austin Riley, he had the big hit last night. He had the big hit in game one. Two big hits in game one. He was good. Ozzy had some big hits. Jock had some big hits. Duvall had some big hits. Darno had some big hits that set up big moments. Some walks that set up big moments. So everyone kind of did chipped in um, a little bit to add to the big picture. But yeah. Um, Erde Andrianza off the bench, huge double to set up the home run along with Darno. Everyone kind of chipped in here and there, and Eddie just kind of took us home. And yeah, it's just unbelievable how good he was, and you know, just great, great stuff from most of the guys on the team. Even though like Duvall didn't have the best series ever, and you know, maybe Darno didn't have the best series or Dansby, you know, they all chipped in a little bit. They all did enough just for the big boys to take us home, and the biggest of the boys was Eddie Rosario. Now, I have to mention somebody else now on the pitching staff, and that is the nutsack, Tyler Matzik. I'm, I'm, I, was, I was at a loss for words after what he did in Game 6. Coming in against this Dodgers team, second and third, nobody out, and Kaying the side is just unbelievable. Unfreaking believable how good he was. And I was just sh shocked. I was going crazy after he struck out the side. I cannot believe that he did that. That was just probably the best pitching performance I've seen in my entire life, um, considering the circumstances he was under and what was what was at stake. Just unbelievable. Um, so yeah, if if it wasn't for Eddie Rosario going absolutely crazy in this series, Tyler Matzik, um, 
would win the MVP. He is my easy easy runner-up for NLCS MVP. He just absolutely destroyed the Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers, the defending world champs, he came in and made them look like that they were rookie ball players. The best players in the world. Struck out Mookie Betts, struck out Albert Pujols. No, it's not the same Albert Pujols as old. But Albert Pujols just made him look like he played T-ball. Corey Seager. Um, then he got Trey Turner to ground out. And Will Smith to ground out like it was nothing. They just rolled it over. They had no chance. No chance. No chance at all to do anything against him. He was just untouchable in this game. Same with AJ Minter. He kind of got overshadowed because he just kind of... He had the two clean innings and just like didn't let anybody on. AJ Minter was awesome too. He deserves a lot of credit as well. But Madsen coming into those circumstances was just unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. I cannot, I still can't. I'm thinking about it now. Just in the moment of when he was coming, I was like, God, they're at least getting one here. Hopefully not two. And um, yeah. So, really not much more you can say about it. That is um, just an awesome, awesome performance by those two guys. Just had to give go on a rant about them real quick. So now, now we're going to talk about how well the Braves just hit the Dodgers in this series. I just really want to say this one stat. Um, shout out to Steven on Twitter, B Outliers. Um, great follow on Twitter, but he been tracking the throughout the series. Um, Scherzer, Bueller, and Arias, Dodgers' big three starting pitchers, and how the Braves fared against them. Max Scherzer, Walker Bueller. Julio Arias. All three have been three of the best pitchers in the entire league this year. They're all going to finish top 10 in Cy Young voting. Um, Bueller and Scherzer are top five in the voting and Julio Arias is going to finish like probably like sixth or seventh. So ten, three of the top 10 pitchers in the whole National League this year pitched 18 innings in this series. And the Braves scored 17 runs in 18 innings against the Three of the ten best pitchers in the entire National League. That is absolutely bonkers. That is unbelievable. Bueller and Scherzer are probably going to be top three in the Cy Young. They're probably going to be two of the finalists. Urias, like I said, he's probably going to be like sixth or seventh. That is crazy how well they hit them. Um, I know Scherzer kind of had like a little injury thing going on. I don't care. He's Max Scherzer. Jock took him deep. Julio Arias was absolutely terrible in this series. He was god-awful every time he pitched. He came in the game in Game 2 and surrendered a lead. He pitched in Game 4 and got absolutely ponied by the Braves. He gave up three homers. Walker Buehler gave up that rocket by Eddie Rosario. He gave up all those hits in Game 3. He was not good in this series either. The Braves, the Bra I mean, the Braves just owned the Dodgers pitching in the series really I mean the bullpen some guys were really good like Kenley was pretty solid and Trinan besides their games one and two but they were pretty solid but I mean honest to god if Cody Bellinger doesn't have a miraculous swing and a ball at his eyeballs in game three the Braves probably sweep the Dodgers and like, I know that's like weird to say after they won in six games but like if that doesn't happen the like, I mean the Braves dominated game four Urias they were not going to miss Urias in game four so, I mean, they were, the Dodgers were, like, if they didn't have one magical moment in the series that was, like, the outlier of all outliers of Cody Bellinger's season, hitting that fastball that he has not hit once all year out of the ballpark, they get swept. The 106-win Dodgers get swept by the 88-win Braves if that doesn't happen. 
That is crazy. So, how to just go on a little rant about how the Braves were kind of firmly in control of the series the whole time. I know there's the whole 3-1 thing and that whole narrative. But, I mean, there was not a moment in the series the Braves weren't in control. I mean, you could argue after game game three, they were still up 2-1. Then the next day after that heartbreaking loss, they just went out and dog-walked them. I mean, they were in control of the series from start to finish, really. So it was just really impressive, and, I, and I'm just ecstatic still. It's two days after, and I'm just still so giddy about it. Um, so, yeah. Now we're going to look ahead a little bit to the World Series. Um, they're facing the Houston Astros. They beat the Boston Red Sox in the ALCS. Um, now, we're just going to go over Houston's roster and what they have going on um, with that. So, Houston, they won 95 games in the regular season, won the AL West. Very good team. Beat the Red Sox in six. Um, we'll go over their bats first in their lineup, and that is the strong suit of this team. They can absolutely mash. Um, start off with uh, their probably their best player. Um, overall, Carlos Correa, their shortstop, led the team in war this year. He was awesome. Um, he had 26 homers, um, had an 850 OPS on the year, and that is not even one of the best on the team. Um, that's just kind of telling because they have guys like Kyle Tucker who absolutely went nuts this year. Um, they have Jordan Alvarez who went crazy. Yuli Gurriel had an awesome year. Jose Altuve returned to form. Um, Alex Bregman was kind of hurt throughout the year, um, but he's he's ready now. And um, even though even though he has been hurt, he is still Alex Bregman. He's still very good. He had a seven 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 OPS, but I'm not going to take too much talk into that. I'm still going to assume that he's just an awesome player because I think he is um, for sure. He is their third baseman and. He is one of like the biggest performers in October over the past four years. So, yeah. So that's that's about it for their lineup. They got and they got like Michael Brantley too. Um, he's just a professional hitter. He's an older guy, but he can absolutely rake. Uh, yeah, Jordan Alvarez won the ALCS MVP for them. Um, he hit how many home runs? He had thirty three homers this year that led the team. Kyle Tucker, he's kind of their Austin Riley. Of just kind of their breakout guy. He's 24 years old, just like Austin, and he went crazy this year. 30 home runs, a 917 OPS. Led the team in OPS. Led the team in OPS plus. Led the team in um, what else? That's about it. But yeah, <laughs> he's awesome this year. And now we're getting to their pitching staff, which has one huge question mark surrounding it, and that is the status of Lance McCullers Jr. He missed the entire ALCS, and it is still unknown if he is going to play in the World Series. Um, the rosters are probably going to be released tomorrow. But um, the big, the big, the big question mark is Lance McCullers, because that is their ace. Um, and oh, wow. I just now looked it up, and Lance McCullers Jr. is not pitching in the World Series as of 45 minutes ago. So that just kind of flew under the radar for me. But yeah, 45 minutes ago in his press conference, he says, I'm not going to be able to make it. That is a huge development. I just I just searched just to see if there was an update because there hadn't been one. But yeah, 45 minutes ago, it's official. Lance McCullers is out for the World Series. So yeah, um, kind of some breaking news here on the podcast, but that's their ace. He was awesome this year. He's probably like a top five Cy Young guy in the American League. He was great this year, and that is a huge blow for them. And honestly, sucks for him that he's not going to pitch because he had been great all year. But um, 
you know, that, that, that that's really bad for the Astros and McCullers, but honestly, that is good news for the Braves that he's not pitching the series because he is pretty filthy. And yeah, having him out is probably going to maybe like maybe shift things. Maybe the Braves might be the favorites in the series now because of that, because that is huge. So we'll move on to what who they are going to be throwing. Um, they announced their game one starter was going to be Framber Valdez, um, regardless of if McCullers were playing. Framber is awesome too. Um, he has the he's the best ground ball pitcher in the league, and deuces the most ground balls of out of anybody in Major League Baseball this year. I believe he had the highest percentage. Um, their their number two starter is Luis Garcia. Um, he's a young guy, twenty four years old. He's pretty solid too. Um, then they have then they have like a plethora of options for a third start. Uh, they have Zach Greinke, the old old man Zach Greinke, uh, thirty seven years old. He had a four sixteen ERA in the regular season. Um, still solid, but not not classic vintage Zach Greinke. Uh, they have Jose Urquidy, who he was pretty good this year in twenty starts at a three six two ERA. Um, not a big strikeout guy there. And then they have a guy like Jake Odorizzi, who made some solid starts for him, eight submittings for him this year. He's going to be an option for them. He finished with an above average ERA plus. So they have some options for like a game for a game three scenario, but um, first two games are going to be Framber and Luis Garcia. Uh, go to the bullpen now. Their closer is Ryan Presley. He is very good. Uh, a 2.25 ERA this season. Pitched in 64 innings um, and had 81 strikeouts. They have Christian Javier, who is like a bolt guy, who was also going to be like in the mix for one maybe like a like their game three if they took a bullpen game. He is a bolt guy of the bullpen. He's made starts for him this year, but he is really good. Uh, 3.55 ERA over 101 innings, and he had 130 punch outs. So he is really really solid. And they have Ryan Stanek, who is very good. Blake Taylor has been solid for them. Uh, Kendall Graveman was one of their um, trade deadline acquisitions from the Mariners. They got Yimmy Garcia from the Marlins um, at the trade deadline. He has not been very good for them, though, looking at the numbers. Um, so, yeah, they got Phil Matone, Brian Abreu, guys like that. They're not going to get super high leverage, but their guys of the bullpen are going to be Presley, Javier, Stanek, Graveman. Those are their those are their big guys out of the pen that they're going to roll out if they have a lead in the series. So that is um that is the pitching for Houston. Not a complete disaster. They they, have, they still have two solid starters, but not having McCullers is a huge blow. And they have a solid pen too. So definitely definitely a formidable pitching staff. But I do think the Braves have the edge pitching wise in this series. I think the Astros do have the edge as far as the bats go. I'm not by a ton or anything, but the Astros just mash. That is their calling card. It's kind of been their calling card during their whole entire run here of late of the past five years. They've had mashers. Um, I mean, and this is a team that lost George Springer in the offseason, and he is pretty good himself, and they are still one of the best offenses in the entire league. They had a 113-team OPS plus as a team, which is just very, very good. So, yeah, that's just kind of uh, the whole preview on the Astros. Managed by Dusty Baker. Love Dusty Baker. But um, hopefully the Braves can uh can spoil it for him love dusty though i love dusty um but yeah i think it's gonna be a very good series the lance mccullough stuff is um is huge it's huge um i don't think it was likely that he was gonna pitch but now that it's official and out there it is uh yeah that's a huge blow and um advantage braves on that for sure so now we're going to move on to the final portion of this episode and that's gonna be my prediction for this world series I picked the Braves to beat the Brewers in the NLDS in five games. They beat them in four. I picked the Dodgers to beat the Braves in the CS in seven games, and the Braves won in six. 
so I've kind of got the first one right. I kind of got the DS right. I got the NLCS totally wrong. I'm picking the Braves to win the World Series right here, right now. They are going to beat the Astros in seven games. That is my prediction. I think it's going to be a, a classic World Series, one that you're going to look back on for a while. Similar to like the Cubs and Indians World Series 2016. And then the Astros Dodgers 2017 is going to be like one of those kind of series that has like just a bunch of awesome games in it. Um, they're going to be very stressful for me as a fan, but looking back on it or for and for like casual fans, it's going to be or third party fans, I should say. It's going to be a very entertaining series, I think. These are these two teams, they don't see each other much. They haven't faced off since 2017. And back in 2017, the Braves were terrible and the Astros won the World Series that year. So it's it's the teams that don't get together very often. Um, it's going to be very fun, I think, just to see this Braves team in the World Series. I'm very excited for it tomorrow. Still really doesn't set in, like I said, but tomorrow night um, I'm going to be a nervous wreck, and I'm I'm ready for it. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm just uh, still just kind of shocked that they're in this position, but I am just so stoked at the same time. This is awesome, and um, some uh, probably had the best sports moment in my life on Saturday night being at the stadium, being able to see them clinch and head to the World Series. It's absolutely incredible, and um, yeah, this team is this team is awesome. That's all I can really say. So that'll wrap up the episode for today. Um, no, no football talk on this one. Uh, the Hawks did start their season this week. Um, kind of a rough time for them to start the year, um, but yeah, the Falcons won yesterday, and the Hawks started their season. There's your Hawks and Falcons recap for the week. This is a very Braves heavy episode, and for very good reasons. So um, that will do it for this one. If you made it this far listening, I really, really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next one.